0: Yo, this episode of the Big Brother Jake Podcast is powered by the Pomona Pizza Company. The Pomona Pizza Company has been in business for over 20 years. They've built their business by making great quality food at an affordable price. They take pride in being a community-based company with a friendly atmosphere for all to enjoy. They use nothing but fresh ingredients and Wisconsin cheese to create their famous hand-tossed fresh pizzas. I love their spicy teriyaki wings. They're simply amazing. And you know I wouldn't endorse anything if it wasn't good. So if you're in the Pomona area out here in California, hit them up at 909-784-6800. That's 909-784-6800. Or if you want to order online, go to PomonaPizzaCO.net. Give them a follow on Instagram as well, at PomonaPizzaCO. Let them know the Big Brother Jake Podcast sent you. Damn, I'm hungry. Let's get
1: Jake Warner was at the control. So
0: sit back, relax, and check check this joint out right here.
1: Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go.
0: So good to be back.
1: This podcast is for the people.
0: No, nobody knows who I am.
1: Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California.
0: Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with
1: you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast.
0: Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, aka Jake Warner. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now Pandora Radio. Type in the keyword search, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. Glad to be back, and I'll have y'all know, okay, you are now listening to the 109th ranked show in all of Nigeria. That's right. Ooh, ooh. We're 109th in Nigeria, baby. Cracked the top 200 in Nigeria. We peaked at number 21. Thanks to Stephen A. Smith's episode. But I just did this research and found out. So we're a big deal in Africa, y'all. The motherland. The motherland. <laughs> so when you refer to this show, you refer to the Big Brother Jake podcast. As the 109th most listened to podcast in all of Nigeria. That's right, baby. We are 109th. You can't take that from me. You cannot take that from me. We peaked at number 21, baby. We charted. We made the chart. I said chart, not short. Chart. We made the charts, all right? So, man, I, I, when I found that out, I was beyond happy. Beyond happy. So, we're going to touch on that a little later in the show about everything that's going on. I, I can't like begin to tell you how excited I am with everything that's about to pop off for the Big Brother Jake podcast. We're not playing around no more. We are for real, like for real, about to pop the hell off. So that'll come in segment three. Segment two, I uh, reached out to the one that I've known for many years, my homeboy, my best friend of 37 years, uh, my man P. Dubb. And the reason I reached out, you know, and we, we didn't have our super long segment like we usually do. He took the time. It was the very last minute. I texted him probably like 3 in the morning. And I said, when you wake up and get this message, can you come on and talk about the late, great Kobe Bryant and what he meant to you? And, of course, him being him, had no problem reaching out. And it's like, yeah, man, I'll do it, of course. So in segment two, we'll discuss um, what Kobe Bryant meant to us, um, you know. More Mainly for him because um, he had a lot of great things to say about Kobe. And I, I'm going to take the time in segment one right here to talk about what Kobe meant to me and, you know, how I found out and everything. But today is the one year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing along with his daughter, Gigi, and some friends and the pilot um, helicopter crashed in Calabasas, California, right outside of Los Angeles. On their way to a basketball tournament. And Los Angeles and the world hasn't been the same since that's happened. Um, I saw a lot of video today already. Tributes for Kobe. Um, The video of when everybody found out. Everybody rushed to LA Live. And went to the makeshift memorial. I had visited the makeshift memorial six times um, when it happened. I was in Maui, in Hawaii, vacationing with my mom. And it was early in the morning and I woke up. And I do repeat this with P-Dub, so I apologize if you have to hear it twice. um, Because we recorded him earlier. Um, But I got a call from my sister, Tracy, saying that TMZ is reporting that Kobe Bryant has been killed in a plane crash and she never would get internet death's right so i didn't believe her but then you know i start calling around to newsrooms of people that i know and places i've worked at and they confirmed it and i was devastated everybody was that that was a laker fan or basketball fan or you know anyone with human compassion um kobe did a lot for the city of los angeles um you know he did a lot for the lakers lot for charity and when you hear news like that you always remember where you are and what happened and it seemed like after that happened he was like the glue that held the world together at times it seemed like that way you know but my memories of Kobe were very very cool um i'm so thankful to the Taiwanese radio network of uh the nba for needing an engineer on his last game i got to witness kobe's last game i got to witness him score 60 points and the feeling in that building that night felt like a championship game and kobe brought so many memories to laker fans all over the world brought laker fans five championships and um some of my most memorable times were watching the Lakers destroy everybody with Kobe and Shaq, you know, go, just mowing down opponents and getting their three-peat together, and then Kobe getting his two rings with Paul Gasol. But today is just one of those days where you walk around. You know, I've already driven around the city a little bit this morning running errands, and um, it's somber. It's somber. But I want to do something a little better than being somber. Yeah, of course, everybody mourns their own way, and you should mourn your own way um, when it comes to, you know, the death of somebody that you feel is a loved one. Because Kobe Bryant, you know, was a big part of Los Angeles. He, he could go to any neighborhood. It didn't matter what neighborhood. It could be a, a, a bad neighborhood. It'd be a crip-blood neighborhood, essays. He can go to, you know, Asian communities. He can go anywhere he wanted. And nobody would mess with Kobe, because Kobe got that kind of respect in Los Angeles. So we're all feeling a certain way this morning today on January 26th. It's a day I, I'll never forget, because I was at you know in Hawaii, and you know then all of a sudden, after the day went on, I got about 50 or 60 texts, like 20 phone calls. I didn't want to talk to anybody, only like people that know me know me. I would pick up the phone, and I was just speechless and crying. And I never really cried that hard for an athlete, ever. But I did. The only other time I cried for an athlete, two other times. When college legend at Loyola Marymount University, Hank Gathers passed away. Um, His heart gave out on the court, and he collapsed on the court, and he died moments later. And then when Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV and back then we didn't have the knowledge we did of HIV so I thought he was going to die so I you know I was very sad about that and then hearing about Kobe Bryant dying tragically in a helicopter crash Kobe should be remembered for all the great things he did off the court as well and I discussed that with P Dub in the next segment. But Los Angeles is just not the same. the The NBA world's just not the same, and just watching all of these tributes and everything a year ago, it just takes me back to how sad it was. So I left for Los Angeles, I think the next day from Hawaii. I remember we were going to do a a Laker game. Clippers versus Lakers. You know, I work for the Clippers. And I remember getting the call from the Clippers saying, we're not going to do the game. Um, we decided it wouldn't be a good time to try and play basketball right now. And, and honestly, y'all know how much I love talking about my job as the Clippers uh, audio engineer on site at Staples Center for the Clipper Radio Network. I love doing every game and I'm excited. I'm bummed out I don't have any games this week. But that was the one game I did not want to do. None of us did. And I got the call while in Hawaii. We were not going to do that game. It was canceled. So my mom, she's a trooper. Love you, mom. Pam Bradley, a.k.a. Her government name. Um, (laughs) I thought she'd be tired because we had to go from Maui to San Francisco to Los Angeles. And she saw that my whole demeanor had changed the rest of the trip, which we had like a day and some change um, before we went home. And she said, Jake, can we after we land go straight to LA Live and um go to the makeshift memorial? Now that touched my heart. I was like, Mom, you sure? She's like, No, son, I'm sad too. I wanna I wanna go. I think we should be there. You definitely need to be there. And I remember getting getting off the plane, landing at LAX and going straight to LA Live. Just airplane funk you know, <laughs> dirty, wanting to take a shower I was starving and we stopped over at LA Live and I'll never forget there was news cameras everywhere and I actually was asked by KTLA Channel 5 to do an interview And I love being on camera, I, w- I would love to like have a Big Brother Jake Podcast t-shirt and hat and yeah I'll do the interview I didn't want to do the interview I couldn't do it. I was, I was crying so hard. You know, and um, you see Lakers players and personnel were there. You know, um, when I was there, I met a lady from Brazil. She had flown in from Brazil to be at that memorial. And she was crying so hard. And, like, hysterically crying. I just went over there and gave her a hug, and she said, thank you. Um, seeing little kids over there crying that their hero was gone. Somebody they grew up watching. They're Magic Johnson, because Magic Johnson was my Kobe Bryant growing up. Seeing these kids crying because Kobe wasn't there anymore. People gathered around phones and iPads watching Kobe Highlights. They're in the makeshift memorial. It was so tight in there, you could barely get in. And everybody just high-fiving each other, hugging each other, crying together. Strangers. Different backgrounds of economic, race, everything. In mourning. Seeing rich Caucasians with Poor black folks crying, hugging each other. Latinos and Asians, you know, people of all colors, races, economic backgrounds, shedding tears for one man that brought so much joy to so many people's lives. And it was amazing to see that through the death of Kobe Bryant, for several weeks, that man brought the city of Los Angeles together. His spirit brought the city of Los Angeles together, and I every time I go to the memorial, like I said, I've been there. I went like six times. It was the same thing. It, it, it the the spirit of Kobe was there. It didn't like fade away. It just got stronger, and it was to the point that they had to. Shut down the makeshift memorial because business was affected, you know, and that, you, you got to do it. Um, but sitting here realizing that he finally had basketball behind him, and his family finally had a chance to have their dad and their husband back, and it was taken, and. I remember that night when I was in Hawaii. Um, I made sure to call my daughters and tell them, you know, in two days, because her mom had them. I said, in two days, I will be there to see you. I miss you, and um, man, it was just so hard. <laughs> I, I the first thing I wanted to do was hug my kids tell him I love them so I, I FaceTimed them right away and just told them I loved them I'm like daddy we heard the news I, I know you're sad yeah I am very sad and I hugged my mom I called P-Dub told him I loved him. and all the people that meant a lot to me I called them you know and it should never take like a tragedy to make you realize what you have and not lose it but Kobe did that. He um, he made me realize life's too short. And he, he even had a quote saying, you know, you never really know how much time you have. And ironically, you know, his life was taken prematurely. But maybe God was ready to have him come home because he did his his work on earth. But... I'm not going to be somber. I want to celebrate the man. You know, I want to thank the man. Kobe, thank you for everything you've done for Los Angeles, for my Lakers, for the NBA, and, you know, all the amazing things you did for people. And I talk about that next segment with P-Dub. Los Angeles and the world lost a great man. Not just a basketball player, but a great man. That was loved by many. So, I'm going to go ahead and give a quick moment of silence to my man, Kobe Bryant. Rest in paradise. I know you're having some great pickup games with many legends up there in heaven. And um, to Vanessa Bryant and her family and Kobe's extended family, um, my prayers are with y'all. And I know today's not uh, an easy day for anybody, especially the family. You know When you're in love with somebody and they're just, just taken from you, unexpectedly, it's really hard to heal from that because you didn't get to say goodbye the way you wanted to. And you think you have forever, but you really don't. That's why, I mean, even before this, I would tell my friends, I always tell them I love them every time to a point where even my homeboys are like, dude, what? Love me. Yeah, bro, I love you, man. I love you. Because if I die, the last thing you'll remember is me saying I love you. That's why I do it. And that's why I get pictures. So, you know, if I do pass, feel free to post my picture on Instagram with you. I know it's grim, right? <laughs> but that's what people do when someone passes away, you know. Oh, I have a picture with them. I do it. Tom Lasorda, Larry King, you know. It's been a rough 2021, but I don't blame the year anymore. I'm not going to do that, you know. I'm not going to do that, you know, but uh, rest in paradise, Kobe Bryant. You're sorely missed. And um, we pray for the family, the, the Bryant family, that they, they get through this day. So rest in peace, Kobe. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm doing this. I'm getting some trash. Shoot into the basket. Kobe. Love you, brother.
1: You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.
0: Alright, so, you know, as I've mentioned earlier, uh, it's the year anniversary of Kobe's passing, and there's no way... I could do any kind of tribute to Kobe Bryant without the homie P-Dub, a.k.a. Paul Wilson, coming on the Big Brother Jake Podcast. What's up, P?
1: What up? What up, man? <clears throat> Thanks for having me,
0: fam. Yeah, you know it, man. You know, I mean, it's a somber day. I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, but, you know, uh, when you first heard the news, where were you and how did you feel, man? Uh,
1: I was home and... I was it's kind of I remember kind of tracking your trip because yep. you were in Hawaii. Yeah. Yep. And so I think, you know, in the midst of the leading up to that, you know, we were sharing some just info of, you know, things that we had done in Hawaii, things that you were doing and stuff like that. And um and then I think Joe is the one that caught the news and she's like, Oh my God. And I was like, What's going on? She's like, There's a plane crash and they're saying Kobe Bryant's on it and I was mm. And at first I was like, oh no, she said, Kobe's been in an accident. Mm-hmm. He, he, they're saying Kobe died in an accident. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And I, and I immediately dismissed it because I was thinking it was uh, a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. And so I immediately dismissed it. I was like, well, Kobe don't drive.
0: That's so right, yeah. I was like,
1: so that's not, that's not even, that's gotta be some bullshit. And then like two minutes later, she's like, TMZ is reporting it. And they're saying it's a helicopter crash. And my fucking heart sunk. Mm immediately sunk uh, because I knew that was legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's how that fool travels. And then the, f- and then after that, I started thinking of his family Yeah, because they all travel like that. I know more him than the others, but I immediately thought of the girls and everybody. And it just was like, I was glued to the TV after that. Yeah. I was sitting on my couch for pretty much the rest of the day, just taking it all in and balling. Like it, I couldn't believe how emotional yeah. I got at first. It was, you know, just like, Oh my God, you know, but then all of a sudden, like just all this emotion, like just really came over and I, uh, I just couldn't shake it. I still like, even today waking up, mm-hmm. I was just, my alarm went off and, uh, I kind of forgot that I had set that, you know, I think I have another one going off at two forty today Mm. and uh it just i don't know it just caught me off guard even though i knew today was the day it just it just caught me off guard so yeah
0: yeah you, you you never really prepare for it i mean you know i knew this day was coming and i remember being in maui and my sister she always falls for internet hoaxes you know people are always dying when she tells me so I get a text from her. It's not. There's no news on the island about it because it was like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning when I, you know, mm-hmm. when I heard about it. Yeah. And she calls me. She's like, "Jake, you need to go to TMZ." I'm like, "For what?" Kobe Bryant just died in a uh, helicopter crash. I said, "Tracy, you never check your facts, man." I said, "You need three sources." Me being a news guy, growing, you know, growing up in the business here, I always have three to five sources to make sure it's accurate. I said, TMZ done killed off people before, so don't believe everything you hear. And she's like, no, it's all over the news in San Diego. And, you know, I couldn't find a news outlet anywhere in Maui to, to confirm it. So I ended up calling one of my boys that works at TMZ, my boy Mike, and I'm like, yo, is this true? He's like, Jake, it's absolutely true. You you, you don't know? I'm like, bro, I'm in Hawaii. I don't even, there's no news on uh, about it. And... Man, when I finally got confirmation, I spent the whole day at the beach just crying. I was with my mom. And same thing, just couldn't get over it. Like, this can't be true. This can't be real. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Kobe. He just retired. I literally mm-hmm. just saw him like three weeks before when he was at the game against the Mavericks. And he was talking, you know, to everybody there. And um, he was with his daughter. And I actually just, you know, said a quick what up to him. And I was like, wow, I was trying to get a picture. You know me, I'm trying to get them pictures. scored side. but there's too much security, man. And I was working for the Mavericks, so I had to hurry back to where I was at. But I'll never forget that day as well, man. Like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I just cried all day. And then se- seeing the video of everybody gathering at LA Live this morning, I watched it again. Oh, man, that, that just hit me in the gut. Because I went to that memorial, like, five times after that happened because, you know, I get to work across the street. Right. It was, oh, my God. Just thinking about it just makes me sad again. But what, yeah. what are some of your biggest and most favorite memories of Kobe Bryant, you know, as a player?
1: Well, I mean, as a player, I mean, anytime that guy got hurt, I was in awe. <laughs> that dude never <laughs> left the game. right? It just, I mean, you, you watch – some of the littlest shit happens on the court today, and these guys are back in the locker room getting treatment.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? And yeah. it, you just never – I mean, it you never – I can't recall ever fucking seeing Kobe walk off to court to go back until his Achilles. Yeah, that's the only time I remember, too. You know what I mean? Yep. Everything else seemed like it was on the sideline, pop it back in the place, yep. wrap it, do something, and then I'm back in the game. I mean, his shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, was Tory. <laughs> that dude played – was Duncan. It was just – yeah. Crazy stuff like that 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 is the thing I remember most about Kobe is just you weren't gonna just like take him out of the game with just a little you know bump and bruise and stuff it just wasn't gonna happen, and then he would will his team to victory in the process of that or damn near, yeah, you know and and that's that was his all that's that's what made every player take a step back and go, I don't think I could have done that <laughs> you know <laughs> so i mean that's why he's revered i think by his peers the way he is is because they've seen like that guy just wasn't good he was he was just immortal you know in that in that sense
0: Absolutely. yeah
1: but my my fondest memory my fondest memory Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is when he was uh coming up he was still young he was uh he had uh that hand surgery yeah and he was like in a cast and uh it sucks, man, because I've been to so many Laker games since he's been a Laker, okay? 20 years, I've been to a lot of Laker games. I've never seen Kobe Bryant play. That sucks, I know, bro. I know. Every fucking time I went to go see him play, he was out for something. It was like, you know what I mean, know, his rape man. case and all that stuff. When that stuff was going on, yeah. he was he was kind of, you know, I was like, golly, dude. So <laughs> this was the time he had the cast on, they came down to San Diego play preseason like they always do at the sports sports arena Mm -hmm. and um and uh i went to go get something to eat at halftime and as we were coming back down to our seats my mom got her seats like right behind the hoop oh okay yeah it was i was like so stoked and uh and we were on the laker side of the of the court and everything so Mm -hmm. i went up to go get something at halftime, and when I came back down, they were coming back out onto the court, so they stopped everybody because I had to cross. Oh yeah, or whatever, right? Well, I was the first person on the steps, so I'm watching all the players come out like really close. And here comes Kobe, and everybody's you know yelling at him and stuff, and he just kind of cruises out and stops pretty bad at the end of the bench. Mm-hmm. And people are just going, "Kobe, Kobe," you know, and I'm just sitting there, just like it, just taking it all in. Like this is about as close I'm ever going to get to somebody, <laughs> you know, and. All of a sudden, he kind of just, like, looks over his left shoulder, like, dead at me, mm-hmm. you know? Just, I think, to look back at the crowd that was all screaming. And he, we just caught eye-contacted enough that I just yelled, Hey, man, how much longer on your hand? And he answered me. He's like, I got about two more weeks, hopefully. That's and oh, my I looked over my mom, and she just, her, mom, her jaw was, like, on the ground because <laughs> she's seen this conversation <laughs> I just had. The fucking gate opens up to let us cross, dude, and I just... I mean, even talking about it right now, I'm getting like chills. Yeah, so me crazy. too. Me too. I but, love it. I mean, it this. was just like—I mean, I was young. I was young at that time. I was still—I <laughs> <laughs> mean, he was—he came in the league '96. Yeah, was a '96. Yeah, I was two years out of high school. Yeah, and 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 brand new to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like—I mean, oh my God, that was just like everything to me. Man, that's the but... first
0: time I heard that, bro. I love that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've ever talked yeah. about
1: this. Yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, yeah, never, never got to fucking see him play. <laughs> and in, I always felt time. bad.
0: Yeah, and even the times we went, you know, he he was hurt. Yep. And I always felt bad. And the thing is, I I've, I've probably worked about a hundred Laker games for visiting teams, and I think out of those hundred, like ninety five, he played. That is not a flex, I swear. But I I I know how bad you would always want to see him. You know, I think one one of my favorite things about Kobe, I had a bad experience with Kobe, but this ain't the time or place for that because <laughs> I love Kobe. So, you know, God rest his soul. But my favorite thing about Kobe Bryant was that he gave to charity and did so much charity without anybody knowing. And I have a story about him at Children's Hospital of Orange County. I had a friend that was a nurse there and Kobe would go there almost every week. No cameras, no fanfare, just show up quietly, talk to the kids, and he even told the nurses, if anybody shows up, press or anything to cover me being here, I'm out. So make sure nobody knows. So he did a lot of charity work. He, he took care of people financially. Um, he did a lot of selfless things that, to me, more than made up for anything, he did to anybody or, or or whatever, you know. He's a great man, and and doing things like that to me makes him more of a legend than anything on the court. But you know, I I, I loved watching him play. He would frustrate me sometimes. He would go eight for twenty three and keep shooting, but that's what shooters do. He got he got to break out of your streak, you know. But, that's right. But just I, I I think just everything about Kobe. Would would you say? He's the greatest Laker of all time. I know that's hard for you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, he left his mark. You know, I, I I truly believe, you know, magic probably would be had he not, you know, gotten taken away from the game the way he did. Yes. Cause I mean, magic was magic at that time. I mean, he was on a roll, right? You know what I mean? Who knows what records he'd be holding right now. Oh, so, yeah. But, um, but Kobe, you know that athleticism, you know it just as a basketball player that that is always going to be so much more than the guy that's kind of doing the same stuff but is a little slow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or yeah. doesn't come off the ground as much. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think for sure he's probably going to go down as as the greatest Laker. Last
0: question: Who do you think was the better Kobe? Kobe wearing number eight or Kobe wearing number twenty
1: four? Ooh, I gotta go with eight. I, you know what? I know I'm gonna go with eight. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with eight because that number eight had all everything. Yeah. Like twenty four was seasoned. Yes. You know what I mean? Twenty four had you mentally broke down before he even played you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He was he was Tyson at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got on the court. You weren't even thinking like, dude, I'm probably faster than Kobe. I probably could jump higher than Kobe. But you were already like, this dude's going to bust fucking jumpers in my face all day. (laughs) You know, you were already mentally like, I worked out, you know, but by the time he was number 24. Number eight was a beast. Oh yeah, Number eight was a beast. Number eight was out to prove shit. Number eight was to let people know I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm going to go with eight.
0: You, You know, and it's funny. I agree with you on every aspect of what you just said. But I liked 24 more, <laughs> and I'll tell you why real quick. Because, he, because he was seasoned. Because he could intimidate people without even lacing up his shoes yet. And I liked that he was more patient, and he was more um like surgical with it. You know, he, yeah, he carve you up surgically and do a lot of damage to you without doing uh, without exerting as much effort. And I liked Kobe that was patient, that he would take his time. Choosing the right shot. You know, and and I like that when he wore 24, you know, he had beat everything that happened in Colorado. And he came out better for it. And that's why I like 24 better myself. Because I I had a problem with number eight. I mean, I didn't when they were in the (laughs) NBA finals. But uh, (laughs) I did when he shot those air balls uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. But he was young. You know, he was young. But it's like. You know, and he would disrespect people like Shaq. I mean Shaq kinda deserved it at times, but you know, it's like, Okay, kid, we know you're good, man, but you know, I overall, yeah. I, I, I like that he overcame all his cockiness. I mean he just became confident and yeah. and was
1: well, just he deadly. Experience, man. I yeah, mean look yeah. what look what life does to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean serious, but yeah, I mean, can you go wrong with either one? I no. mean, everything you just said, I can't. I can't say nothing to that. Yeah, That's, they're both Hall of Famers. They're both. Yeah. it just tells you how dominant he was. Yeah, in that sense, and in 20 years between two different numbers, the player was a beast on both sides. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And so, what can you say to that?
0: I mean this, this 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 is the kind of guy that wanted to do or write a love song to his wife. Doesn't know how to do the piano. Play the piano. Stayed up all night in the hotel lobby and learned how to play the piano with no one's help, and was able to record himself playing the piano for Vanessa. Right. <laughs> this is the kind of guy that would speak several languages on the court to get in the opponent's head. So you know, it's it's just more than then
1: he do. His daughters uh, joined his daughters' tap. Yeah. Class too for to for to help his <laughs> footwork. Yeah. I mean we're gonna, I mean like that type of stuff is crazy. Yeah. That's just like who's doing that?
0: I and I love post retirement Kobe probably better than the player because he was a totally yeah. different person.
1: Oh yeah. And, and yeah, and, and, and he I remember softened up. Yeah.
0: And and, and and what I loved about that part was when he, you know, he he would tell everybody, they'd ask him, Hey, won't you come back one more year? He said, I don't have that kind of mentality anymore. I'm not the asshole. That I need to be in order to succeed on the court, you know. I'm I'm at home now. I'm chilling with my with my family, and we about you know my uh, business ventures. I, I don't have that in me. And just seeing him interact at Staples Center when he'd be there and I'd be there, it was crazy to watch. He was just laughing. He was always with Gigi, having a good time. And uh, I think overall, you know, just when he died, like everything in the world changed. Like we, you don't realize how. He was the glue that held the world together, you know? (laughs) But he's definitely missed, man, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and,
0: you know, do you have any final words about the great Kobe Bryant before we end this segment?
1: Man, rest in peace, baby. I just hope everything, you know, that has happened in this last year between um, the pandemic and, and that and everything that, everybody not just him but everybody's finding some sort of peace Mm -hmm. you know i hope this this day brings a little bit more solidarity to our families and um because like you said he was he was in every household in some way shape or fashion Oh yeah no doubt you know what i mean it's especially in this uh in california so i just take this time just to you know grab your loved ones man again like I said, really? I think last show, yeah. this is the time to hold on to your family, man. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Don't let anything change it because, as you can see, it can all be taken from you in a heartbeat. No doubt. And uh, that's, that's I think, is what's most important during this time. I think even Kobe would be about that. Absolutely. So. Yep.
0: Definitely. P-Man, a I know it's a busy morning for you, so thanks for coming on the Big Brother Jake podcast and always and and, and and showing love to the the one and only, the greatest of all time. I'll say it. I'll say it. Even though I love magic, Kobe
1: Bryant. But Kobe Bryant.
0: But but thanks for coming on, man, and 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 uh, saying your piece about
1: Kobe. The show. Mamba out.
0: Hello, everybody. You're listening to my daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the big brother jake podcast bye everybody man that's tough p-dub thank you once again for coming on the big brother jake podcast man you know that's probably the shortest uh segment we've ever done but you know my man took some time out of his busy schedule to to talk about the great kobe bryant and uh Wouldn't have done this episode without P-Dub. That's without saying. So thanks for coming on, bro. You know I love you to death, man. And um, Kobe's going to be missed. And there's no doubt about it. But I have to say, there are some great things that are going on. I I didn't want to end the show on a sad note. But it's been really hard trying not to cry, thinking about Kobe Bryant. And I know if I did that, I, I just remember that, that video of him talking to Dwight Howard. Soft. You soft. You soft. And I don't want to be soft. You know, mamba mentality the rest of the show. <laughs> so, But, man, I got to say there's, there's been some great things happening for the Big Brother Jake podcast. You know, I know, like, maybe, like, two weeks ago, there was, like, doom and gloom. I was, I, 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 I made a post because I was frustrated. And I talked to my mom. And I talked to a couple of my friends that I'm real close with. And I was just done. Like, again quitting the podcast <laughs> i just didn't want to do it anymore it's just like man who am i talking to How, I, things aren't going the way i'd love them to go i'm here you know bashing my head in day in day out trying to come up with some great things to discuss oh and it just gets frustrating i noticed like listenership was going down you know i was losing listeners um and i'm promoting the hell out of it and i'm going on at the Big Brother Jake Podcast and at Big Brother Jake on Instagram. And I'm going at the BBJ Podcast on Twitter and Facebook and all the pages I have for the, the podcast. You know, people aren't hitting the pages. You know, I've lost followers because maybe it's the politics I was talking about. Maybe I'm just not interesting. man. Whatever it is. But I was getting down on myself. And, I, you know, you think no one's listening. You think you're not making a difference. You think you're not going through certain things. And then, lo and behold, I get just an amazing call. Shout out to my man, Jesse Tassetti. For those that remember, Jesse Tassetti, he's my Dodger insider, but he's also uh, a huge uh, force in the Warrior Scholar Project. And um, we had him on to discuss the Warrior Scholar Project and growing up uh, in San Bernardino, California. And um, other than uh, Pat McAfee's show, he loves the Big Brother Jake podcast. (laughs) And uh, he's always been a loyal listener and a really close friend of mine. And he made it clear that um, when he was on, I think it was episode 42, and we discussed the Warrior Scholar Project. That um, you know, it was the highest rated show to this day. The most listened to show. Um the when, when he discussed the Warrior Scholar Project. So we took it upon ourselves to say, Hey, look, I would love to have you back on. Anytime you want to talk about the Warrior Scholar Project, you're 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 free and clear to do so. So, um, we, he set up a meeting with um, the wonderful likes of Whitney Gould and uh, Kristen baker Galezi. I, I hope I got your last name right, Kristen. I'm really sorry if I didn't. Um, and they work with the PR department of the Warrior Scholar Project. For those that don't know, the Warrior Scholar Project, it's uh, like a college prep like boot camp uh, for people that are transitioning from being active duty to veterans that want to you know, take on higher education. And I'm proud to announce as of right now that the Warrior Scholar Project and the Big Brother Jake podcast are partnering up and teaming up uh, to get the word out about this amazing movement that they got going on. You know, um, a lot of people, myself included, had a hard time transitioning from being in active duty where you're, you know, just have this military mindset to transitioning into civilian life. It's really hard. It's really hard, and I didn't know what I needed to do to transition into being a civilian again, and I really, really wanted to attend college, but that happened many, many years later, many years later, and um, I wish I would have known about the Warrior Scholar Project <laughs> back then because, you know, I would have been able to straighten my ass up and and got that degree much sooner, so we're we're teaming up together. Uh, to, to help our veterans, our, you know, our active military, into being civilians. And um, they want to empower enlisted veterans and service members. And amplify their voices as civic leaders. So they're trying to do that, you know, transitioning to the classroom and making them more informed consumers of higher education. And they're also increasing the confidence to apply to and complete rigorous degree programs. So, again... If you go to warrior.scholar.org, you can learn all about uh, their mission statement and what they're trying to do uh, to help our service members and veterans. Um, You can also donate to the Warrior Scholar Project. Again, warrior.scholar.org. These are amazing people, and they are a big part of the Big Brother Jake Podcast movement. We're working together uh, to get some of the the veterans and, and active members into higher education uh, with the proper training that needs to be done. My man, Jesse Tassetti, before uh, COVID hit, he was all over the country. Now, this man ended up getting his bachelor's and his master's. I believe his bachelor's at Manhattan College um, and then, of course, USC, which I'm jealous of. I have no desire right now to go back to school, but if I did, I would try to go back to SC because that was my dream college, got accepted, couldn't afford it. So shout out to the Warrior Scholar Project, warrior.scholar.org. Amazing company, and they're a partner with me, and I'm a partner with them. We're hand in hand, and um, you're going to be hearing from some of the great people that have gone through that uh, project um and ha- and their experience uh experiences they'll be here as guests on the big brother jake podcast and i'm proud i'm i'm beyond excited uh to team up with these great people um by far some of the most amazing people i've met that are trying to help out our veterans and our active duty trying to get to higher education so that's coming up also i'm announcing it for the first time, nobody's heard this. Not P Dub. Not any of my inner circle. Nobody. But I'm seven tracks into my next album. <laughs> yes, I'm not California Soul 3.0. I don't even know if I'll ever do that. Um, it's it's an R and B instrumental album, and it's called I Can't Sing. <laughs> so um, I've been working on this project for a minute, and seven tracks in. I've done about 140 tracks, but I've picked seven so far, and I'm still working on a few more that I like, but um, I don't have a release date yet. I don't know when it's going to come out. Um, I am working to get it on iTunes this time because so many people are like, uh, oh, why are you doing Bandcamp? I can't download it to my phone. And I get it. I get it. Cause then you gotta go and put it on your computer on iTunes and then download it. So I'm doing my best to try and get it on iTunes, and we'll see where that goes. But yes, new albums coming out, and I'm excited about that. Um also and <laughs> Namibia. It's a country in Northern Africa. Namibia. I'm ranked the 52nd highest rated podcast in that country, in North Africa. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Or West Africa, I believe. No, North Africa. North Africa. 52nd most listened to podcast, baby. And the 109th most listened to podcast in Nigeria. So look, the Big Brother Jake podcast, we taking it to Africa, baby the motherland we ran it over there my goal last year was to be in the top 200 podcasts in america but you know what i'll take ranking number 52 in namibia and ranking number 109 in nigeria any day of the week so so proud to be (laughs) listened to and top the charts over in um Namibia and Nigeria. Africa, stand up, show some love for your boy. See, they tapped in, they got familiar, and they joined the movement. So if they can do it in Namibia, say that four times, and Nigeria, the United States can do the same damn thing, man. Show your boy some love, spread the word. But we're making it happen. And I couldn't be more excited about that. Um, But we're doing big things. Ratings are, are creeping up all over Europe. We're getting love. Big love in Puerto Rico, which is part of the United States. I know. I know. I know my (laughs) jaguar. There's a territory. But in uh, España, in Spain, Barcelona, we're getting love there. Um, El Salvador, we're picking up numbers there. What? And Canada's always been a big part of the Big Brother Jake podcast. I'd love to go back to Canada. I haven't been there in about, I don't know, seven years probably. But I'd love to return back to Canada and and, and hang out. But we're starting to make movement. And it's funny. You never know where you're going to hit. You never know who's going to listen to the show. But Africa? Canada? Spain? What? You know, so mad love. Mad love to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, I mean, damn. Um, The highest rated American territory. Uh, Puerto Rico, for this show—not of all time for any podcast, just for this show—we um, th- we get a lot of good ratings in Puerto Rico. So, hola Puerto Rico! <laughs> I love me some Puerto Rico. I'm gonna go there one day. I'm gonna go there for sure. So I appreciate that. And um, man, it's been crazy. Um, you'll also see your boy all over the place. Um, I've already done a few interviews with um some other podcasts so i'll be uh sharing um information about the podcasts that i'm on when when they uh decide to release those episodes but i've been on several been on a lot of uh interview tours so to speak man like just knocking out interviews with different podcasts and setting up interviews with others and um there's a couple of interviews i was actually featured the, the big brother jake podcast was featured and and i'll release that as soon as that comes out um it's just been, right when you think things are going bad, you know, I put it out in the universe, look, I want to quit, but show me something where, you know, I got to keep going. And then, this is the one that got me, man. Um, I I got a DM from a listener in Pennsylvania, um, right outside of Pittsburgh. And they let it be known they were going through a divorce, which I could totally relate to, not the easiest thing to go through. And that they were um, getting treatment for cancer and they didn't specify what kind of cancer. And I, you know, and regardless of what's going on with partnerships and we got new sponsors coming aboard, what you have heard, you know we got there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but this person also said that along with the divorce they're going through and then fighting cancer that when they go to chemo, they look forward to listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. I don't know this person, and that's the beauty of it is it's a stranger and the cool part about the 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 DM is that they said when they listen to the podcast, it makes them smile. Um, and it helps them get through it. And I don't care what cool stuff I got going on or what what I'm going through. I was, I, I was trying not to cry this episode, but. Uh, when somebody tells you that they're fighting through the hardest part of their life and your podcast brings them joy, man, I'm sorry. I did not know I was going to do this. Um, That's so damn flattering. And I, I promise I wouldn't say the name of the person, but JB is the only initials I'm going to give out, yo. Um, you keep fighting, man. Thank you for saying that because I didn't know I could make a difference like that. You know, I'll just be on here talking and telling you what I'm going through with my stuff, you know, whether it's mental awareness or divorce or how much I love tacos or <laughs> You know, stuff like that. Just being silly a lot of the time. But you never know who's listening. And with all the cool accolades and the partnerships and everything. and All the great stuff that's about to happen for the podcast. You get a DM from somebody that's fighting for their life. And they say when they go to dialysis or they go to, you know, chemo wherever they're going, and that you make a difference, and you make them laugh, and they forget about what they're going through for those 45 minutes to an hour that they're going through treatments or whatever it is. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, it's mad humbling. And I don't usually, you know, I'm not one, I, I whether it's charity or whatever, I'm not one to broadcast that and say, oh, I do this or do that. I would never. That's not who I am. That's not what I've ever been about. But I will say this, man. Um, JB, keep fighting. And you do what you got to do. We're all praying for you, pulling for you, man. And you probably didn't want to shout out. And I said, you know, but I did DM him back. And I thanked him. And he's like, man, just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And that kind of stuff motivates me to keep going. You know, I got people that are sending me stuff, messages, gifts for the podcast saying, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Give me five years. I'll be there. Y'all know this. this is a household name in the United States. I'm proud of where this podcast has gone And it's been therapeutic for me, and I've got to do a lot of cool things that I never got to do on radio, but that's okay, because it's all going to happen one day, because I put it out into the universe, I give it to God, give it to the universe, and I say, yo, I don't know what the purpose of doing this podcast is, other than having fun and talking to my friends, a couple famous people here and there, and just try to have fun with it. And in the last two weeks, I've been shown like it's meant for something bigger than me, and when you get a, a a message saying that, "Yo, I love listening, man, It distracts me from all the things I'm going through, that's humbling. So I owe it to people that believe in me, especially my kids. Cause they're the ones that you know they made this these cool little <laughs> like glass thing um with the logo of the podcast on it. How can I quit when I see that? <laughs> and then they you know they've been known to Google me and say, "Dad, you're famous." I'm not famous at all. I know famous people. I'm not famous, but it's humbling. And then I get friends that'll. Text me and say, dude, that was a good episode. Like, that was really good. I enjoyed it. I I even enjoy the text and say, yo, that episode was decent. But eh, some of it put me to sleep. I like that too. <laughs> but, man, I'm so humbled. And things are starting to come together. You know, um, we're going to have merchandise soon. Um, working on a website. Shout out to my boy Jerome Biggins. Um, that's happening. Merch websites, appearances once COVID is done. We're going to have a listener party. Episode 100 is coming up. And I thought I was going to make a big deal about episode 100. I still am, but we're still going to do a celebration for the podcast. You know, whether it's a a three-year anniversary or episode 250 or 200, it doesn't matter. We're going to have a listener party. And we're going to record live to tape and just experience a good time. I'm not going to do the Zoom thing because I don't want to remember episode 100 being in a pandemic. I'm sorry. I just don't want to do that. But I'd love, you know, whoever want to come on or record a message showing love for the podcast. I'll I'll take all of that. (laughs) But thank you, everybody that's listened to the Big Brother Jake podcast, downloaded it, streamed it on their phone, listened to it on long road trips. Listen to it while studying, listen to it while, you know, trying to fall asleep, which some episodes have been great sleeping aids. I, <laughs> I know that. Um, I'm so humbled, but I have a renewed, like, energy for it. And, well, my kids, I found out my kids listen. <laughs> That's pretty dope. And some of your friends you think aren't listening have never missed an episode. And some people you talk trash on, then you find out they're a doctor. <laughs> Man, it's been a hell of a ride. And we're just getting started. I ain't playing with it no more. Big sponsors coming aboard, little, you know, small businesses, you know. We're doing it over here. But it cannot be done without y'all. And I want y'all to know that. I'm so thankful for the audience I have. I just want to grow this audience and make this thing bigger than i've ever imagined you know and y'all showed me that the power of listenership is strong and you never know who's listening or who you're gonna meet do it or anything and i've met some amazing people uh that do amazing podcasts and i'm gonna do an episode with my favorite podcast hosts um real soon i'm working on that right now and um Things are great. You know, Warrior Scholar Project, new sponsors, finding out I'm getting high ratings in Africa. (laughs) And I've been invited to talk on other podcasts. And I got uh, my story and my podcast being featured in a couple other places that's coming out. Hopefully, hopefully coming out soon. And I'll share that as soon as it comes out. But I'm so grateful and thank you guys so much for everything about you know that that, that y'all done for the podcast. So I'm gonna stop. Landing this plane right now. <sighs> thank you guys. I ain't never quitting. I ain't never quitting. We about to just pop the hell off. So shout out to y'all for doing that for tapping in, getting familiar, and joining the movement. Shout out to P-Dub Thank you once again for coming on the Big Brother Jake Podcast And thank you To the great Kobe Bean Bryant I usually end the show With deuces But This time This time I'm gonna end the show By saying Mamba out You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.